this Van looked at Ghost in this episode is come down low, especially through expansive sound. We are a hardware sent dollless um, recording artist. We use um, hardware sense analog and digital along with hardware recording devices like the Zoom R16 and R24 and uh, mixing mixers like uh, the Roland MX1 Performance Mixer. So what we like to do a lot of times is do live performances on Instagram or Facebook Live. And then from those live sessions, pull out the the snippets or the pieces of work that actually could be worked on as songs. We use our hardware sense like members of the band. We are a one person band and we rely on a lot of sequencers uh, and analog capabilities such as multiple low frequency oscillators or LFOs and using controlled voltage uh, modulation techniques to create analog based clips or sequences or, or loops along with our sequencers that we have on a Bogue Mother 32 has a 32 step sequencer. We have a Beat Step Pro, which has, uh, you know, massive amount of capability because you can take um, 16 step sequences and then stack them together up to 16 of them um, uh, chain patterned, which create song structures. Uh, and we use um, like our analog drum machine for Mo the DFAM, which only has eight steps, but then we can extend it by using the make noise um, uh, morphogene, which is a sampler. We can use the CV out to uh, change the rhythm of that, or we can take the Mother 32, uh, or we could take our grandmother, which has a 256 step sequencer. And our Roland performance mixer actually has um, a 16 step effect sequencer. So with all these different sequencers, we can do what you call polyrhythmic, um, uh, you know, song craft, where we can take multiple rhythms from these sequencers and then sync them together and have uh, varied uh, polyrhythmic beats. And we like to play with uh, different uh, tonal qualities that are coming from our analog and digital sense. We Our primary polysynth is a Juno GI. <clears throat> One of the cool features of the Juno GI is that it has partials, kind of like a D50. You have partial tones, you get up to four tones to make a sound. It has an extensive boss effect system, which allow it to recreate through its PCM sample-based uh, uh, structure, it can recreate guitars and pianos uh, pretty well, and, and also strings. So we liked using the capability of, of, of this synth on, uh, to do a lot of guitar-focused work on it. We do pads with it. We do a lot of piano with it. Um, we use the Moogs, particularly we like to use the Mother 32 and the Grandmother for bass lines. And we like to use the DFAM for percussive synth. Uh, we've also got an Arturia Mini Brew 2S that we use for atmospheric um, and rhythmic um, use. The, this, the Mini Brew 2S is, is just as good as the DFAM in creating interesting um, drum beats. And it has a very powerful sequencer that can allow you to do all kinds of interesting sequencing um, on it uh, with the gate and pitch. Uh, it, it can do interesting sequences plus two alternative sequence patterns that you can control by the patch bay. Additionally, we have a Roland 
JDXI that we use with the Arturia Beatstep Pro to create um, rhythm. Uh, it can extend the you know native drum machine in the JDXI, which has an 808, has a 909, has a 727, uh, you know, 6, 606. It's got a lot of classic Roland drum machines in it. But if you just use the JDXI, you're limited to like a four bar pattern. If you extend it out to a Beatstep Pro, you can do the chain patterns up to uh, 16 patterns of 16 steps each. So that can give you a really big uh, capability. We like to use it live to extend the JDXI. In addition, we use the JDXI to take in um, the supernatural sounds that are in, in it and, and bring them to life through the Beatstep Pro. And using the pad method, we can do interesting non-keyboard uh, type of pattern uh, set uh, composition. So and we also have an OPZ from Teenage Engineering, which we've used to actually create effect. We have an album called uh, The Flower Blooms at Midnight on the in the Tomb. It's on Amazon.com. Uh, you get the CD there. So if you go to Amazon.com, type in Family Electric Ghost, and you'll see there's four CDs out there. And the last one we did was The Flower Blooms at Midnight in the Tomb. We've got the first one that we did back in 2017, Something Wicked. Our second CD in Indigo Menace and Synesthesia Neo Soul Surrender. These are all available on CD. So if you want to support us, that's a good deal. We get $5 off of every $10 record. Additionally, if you hit the PayPal Me link, you can support us there. Or you can hit our um, our primary website, which is fanelectricghost.com. Um, it's HTTPS, fanelectricghost.com. Uh, com. You can book us for shows. We, we're doing online shows. You can also uh, check out our PayPal me there and, so, and, and support the band. You can contact us and send us a message. And if you want to be on the show, you go to familyelectricghost.com, send us the con through to contact us, send us a message, give us your Instagram uh, username or your Facebook uh, username for a direct message. We have a couple uh, options for podcast where we interview individual artists. We've been interviewing people since 2018. We have 25,000 listeners worldwide. We're on 11 podcast platforms, including Spotify, which Anchor is part of, and Apple, uh, Radio Public, Stitcher, Overcast, many, 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 many more. Um, we do free podcasts for the audio on Anchor FM. Uh, we are doing a new thing with StreamYard where we can do a live video podcast that's streamed to our one of our four Facebook channels. Uh, we have Fam Electric Ghost and, and a couple other channels on uh, Facebook. We could also stream live to YouTube, our channel. We can give you the raw WAV file and MP4 file. Uh, we can give you the link to the Facebook because it'll become a permanent link out there after the show. And again, unlike the Anchor FM, it's live. So your fans can see it right when we broadcast. And uh, it will be converted um, to an audio podcast as well not immediately it will take like an hour or two and the same night you'll get 11 um podcasts on 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 these platforms including apple and spotify now that's 25 dollars because the extra work we have to do it also is available on youtube once we get that um file within a day we can get it on youtube <clears throat> so you've got a couple of things if you go with the 25 dollar option we'll do our traditional audio podcast and then we can do the the video podcast. Um, 
we can we can independent on the quality if you want to do a, like a higher quality audio podcast only we can do a separate booking and for $25 we will do the interview twice or if you if you feel satisfied with the video interview we'll just take the video interview and and use that as the source for the audio but because you're paying $25 we do op- give you the option of doing a second interview um to be audio only versus the, you know, and then we do the video one and then we do the audio one. So it gives you two chances to, you know, create an interesting podcast. So please check that out. Uh, in this time where you can't tour, the podcast option is pretty cool. Be able to get in front of your friends in, in an audio version or a video version. We think we've got the best price in the market for this, uh, for the video. You check that out. There's not, um, there's people who are doing it, but we've been doing this for over, uh, two years. We got 25,000 listeners. We've interviewed bands like um, Kendra Black, who's done a song with Snoop Dogg, Jess Davis, who's on the uh, Netflix show Punisher, Marvel, a Marvel uh, property. And we've interviewed Kendra Erica, a Billboard top 10 uh, pop singer, as long as many independent bands from around the world. Um, so just check it out and you'll see that um, we, we've been supporting the indie community during this COVID crisis and you've got options. Uh, you don't have to use the paid option, but it would be cool if you could support us through that. That would help us out greatly. Again, in this, um, when we get back to the songs, we have a song called Reckless Rare Earth Girls. And Josephine Electric is my alter ego. I create her with Voicoder or vocal transformation. It's really more vocal transformation because the people think about voicoders, they think about auto tune. We don't use our voicoders to do auto tune. We use our vocal transformers from Roland, the one that's inside the JDXI, uh, the VT3, which is monophonic, and then the VT4, which is polyphonic. We use this, this voicoder to change our tone in real time which creates the character of Josephine Electric, which is basically my my deep voice being um, pitched to a soprano um, pitch. And then other effects like format and other capabilities are inside these vocoders, <clears throat> along with any capabilities within the MX-1 performance mixer and some other things that we do, which allow us to create a character. And we play her like a method actor. And her character is that she is a ghost uh, that she died when she was in her mid-20s, but she never made it out of this world. She's in limbo. And then she, her sister also passed away, and she was a musician, and then she runs into the ghost producer, Phantom Electric Ghost, and he asked her to join the band as the lead singer of the band. And Phantom is the producer, keyboardist, uh, general overall uh, a song crafter. And then Josephine is, writes the lyrics, and she uh, is the lead uh, performer, along with the backup singer of uh, her sister, Stephanie, the Windover Girls. And there's a couple of songs on our third album, Synesthesia Neo Soul Surrender, to talk about the Windover mm-hmm. Girls. Uh, Josephine's last name is Windover. And so it's like jo- uh, Josephine Windover and Stephanie Ann Windover, the Windover Girls. And there's a song called Windover Girls on top. If you check out our album on amazon.com now because her character has been this you know she's a ghost but she can be uh material too so she when she's in the band she kind of switches to a more mortal form 
and people can touch her and people can interact with her and they don't really know she's a ghost. And she is a dominatrix, uh, kind of sex obsessed character, but she has this melancholy in her because of her, her situation of not being able to pass to the next life. So she uses sex as a substitution for her frustration. And then she gets into all these, uh, you know, maybe codependent or bad relationships. And then she, she sometimes, you know, feels like she's free, but then she realized that her sexuality is not keeping her free. It's kind of keeping her trapped, like her state of being a ghost. So this is the kind of dichotomy or the, or the situation that her character's in. And we actually had created her character in a science fiction book that we did when our mid twenties called September. And we just released uh, a, um, a rock opera called September on SoundCloud. So you might check it out. Um, it, it's got some a basic idea of her character. If she was in in the, in the, in the in the science fiction story, she was the character September, and then I kind of changed her to be Josephine when I created the band. So reckless, rare Earth girls is talking about her kind of reckless nature of being this kind of uh, uh, sex obsessed character, uh, and what the consequences of that are, and then to come down low is her talking about the dark corners of that kind of sex obsessed world and how you can get caught up in all types of addiction, um, chemical, sexual, physical. And it's what's interesting in this song is using a lot of uh, a lot of capabilities of the of the mother 32, which has a very good pulse modulation circuit. It's got good low pass and high pass filters and it's got uh, a, a tone that's different than our grandmother. We have got, we've got three modes. In the Moog um, Mother 32, <clears throat> sometimes you can make the Moog Mother 32 has one oscillator. You can make it sound like it has three. <clears throat> and it's, it's, it's just very powerful. And it can it has a tone that cuts through any audio mix. It's a very good deal for anybody checking out a, a monosynth because of its 32-step sequencer. We've been using it since 2016. It's been showing up on our albums. And we continually find different ways to use it. Right now, we're integrating it with the mother, with the DFAM, which is the drum from another mother. And that the DFAM doesn't have MIDI, but when you have a mother thirty-two, you can you can take this you know, the capabilities of the DFAM and then import them into the mother thirty-two, and then control the signal through a MIDI keyboard like our Juno through the mother thirty-two. So the cool thing about modular sense is that some of them don't have uh, MIDI. But if you have something like a Mother 32, which it does have the MIDI capability, you can then route uh, through controlled voltage, which is the wiring on these modular synths, which allows you to override the workflow on a subtractive synthesis uh, machine, which is the old school kind of New York based or East Coast based of synthesis versus the added, um, additive synthesis, which is the Buchla uh, form of synthesis, which is more based on um, not doing like the left to right workflow of a of a sub, of a of a subtractive synth where you can kind of go, go anywhere you want. And it's got a more innovative structure. You can see that kind of in the make noise has um has a, a couple products that, that replicate that kind of capability. And there are replications of Buchla machines out there that that have that additive synthesis capability. We have found that our make noise um, math module can help allow us to, to to get into additive synthesis when we combine it with uh, some of our other sense. Um, when you combine it with like the modular sense from um, Arturia, like our make um, our, our um, 
Mini Boot 2S and our Mother 32 and DFAM grandmother, if you play with the control voltage and you read up on um, synthesis concepts, you can get some of these um, subtractive things to do additive synthesis if you have a control module like a math utility module. And then additionally, having like a sampler like the Morphogene sampler from Make Noise, you can get into granular synthesis, which is pretty cool. Is another thing that we'll get into one day. Um, but uh, we are very excited for these songs. And we've also included a theme song called the Peg Theme, which is at the beginning and the end of this episode. And we're going to start using that on all of our stuff from now on. <clears throat> they give it a like, intro and outro. Again, um, we also get into like what we think of, of synths that are out there. We think in terms of innovative synthesizers that are really cool is the binaural um, um, polysynth from UDO called the Super 6, which is a homage uh, or an homage to, to Roland's great synths like the Juno 106 and the Juno 60 and the Jupiter 6 and Jupiter 8s. But it's coming from this British company. It, it, Binaro means that it has true stereo oscillators. Now, some synthesizers say they're stereo, but they don't start at the oscillator. They start at the filters. They, they go to the, the VCAs or, or, or uh, the envelope generators might be uh, stereo, but the, but the oscillators themselves are not. It, what, it's rare in that that's actually a, th a thing anymore. And so UDO has gotten this idea that it's binaural, um, like I believe it's a 12 voice synthesizer and it can be a super a six voice synthesizer where it gets this really super sound, like a super soft concept. And it, it, it has an interesting, um, uh, what we like to call is knob per function work uh, flow on it, where it's not, there's no menu diving, there's no LED, there's no touch screen, everything's a dial or, or switch which is in analog sense is very common because that's how you, it's easier to control because you've got all these, these, these clear control capabilities and then you can kind of rewrite it by overwriting it through control voltage wiring. But the Super 6 is, is, is a really good synth. We've got a different sound than any other synth we've heard. Um, the other synth that we're very interested in, some people have been denigrating is the Jupiter X, which is a, is a, is a kind of modern version of this, of this system eight which is, it was a Roland's analog behavioral modeling synth, which could replicate a Jupiter 8, it could replicate a Juno 60, a 106, a lot of, you know, an SH-101. But what they've done, the, the, the system 8 was only eight voice. Uh, what they've done now with this new Zencore engine that's in the Phantom and in a Jupiter X is they can have up to 256 notes of polyphony on the behavioral modeling engine. So when it replicates a Jupiter 8, it can then, you know, not just be an eight voice synth, you can stack Jupiter eights up to like, I don't know what the limit is, but I know it has 256 voices of polyphony. So theoretically you should be able to stack it up. I don't know, I've heard people say they can stack, you know, two or four Jupiters on top of each other. Um, I think maybe it's limited to 32 when you're doing that. Um, but it has unlimited polyphony because it has an RD piano. Now the RD piano is on the Jupiter X and on the Phantom. Now, the one thing that the Phantom doesn't seem to be able to do is it doesn't have the behavioral modeling capability that Jupiter X has natively. It can do it to a certain degree, but it doesn't have specific engines other than the RD piano. And I think it just got um, the um, Supernatural engine, but it doesn't, right now, it doesn't have like a Jupiter 8 
option or 106 or SH-101. So the Jupiter X, it, it, what's cool about it is it's got the same workflow that the original Jupiter X had. It's hefty. It, it looks like it. Uh, now, a lot of people have complained that it's not analog. And one thing that's really interesting is that one of their premier analog sense, and it doesn't have the analog filter that the Phantom has. So you're like, why would you put out a Jupiter 8 or Jupiter X and not put the analog filter that you have in a Phantom and not put it into a Jupiter? It seems like a big oversight. Because I think a lot of people would have been really psyched if it had some analog options in it. Not that the supernatural, not that this um, new Zencore engine isn't cool because it can do things that the analog can't. You, know, you can stack a Jupiter 8, you can mix a 106 with a Jupiter, you can miss a, you have a polyphonic SH 101, and you can mix like an RD piano with a Jupiter 8, which you can't really do anywhere else. So you can't really complain about that. But it would have been cool if they put the analog filter on it like they do on the Phantom. So if you're a songwriter and you like to do dollars recording, um, the Jupiter X is kind of a conundrum. It has the cool um, Iapeggio, but it doesn't really have the sequencer that the Phantom has. So to me, as a songwriter, I would probably go with the Phantom because it has a better workflow, in my opinion, than the Chord Kronos, even though it's a brand new Kronos 2 today. I'm going to look at it um, on, on the web and see what how it stacks up. But I just like the Roland workflow on the Phantom is really interesting. You know, it has a clip-based workflow. It's got the TR recording capability. It's got a, like a, a, a really interesting step sequencer. It's got a real-time capability. It's got this unlimited kind of mode where you can just start projects and just intuitively get into stuff and then control your DAW. You can just send everything to the DAW. You can mix everything on, on, on the workstation itself and then just maybe master it on the DAW or master it using something else like SoundCloud. We've, we've been using SoundCloud mastering. We use Landar, we use Beautiful Audio. So there's other things we like to use, but it just gives you the ability to do a lot of cool integration. It's got really good CV integration. It's got a lot of USB ports on it. So it can be the central hub, even if you're like an analog guy and it has the analog filter capability where it mimics like a, a profit filter. It mimics like a, a, a Roland classic filters from like the Jupiter and a Moog filter. So it's got this really, I don't know if it has, I think it has a bandpass filter too. So it just gives you a lot of capabilities. And um, you know, they were kind of torn between that. And then if we get into real analog, we've all, we, we've got a grandmother and we always wanted a matriarch. So in the best of all worlds, we'd want a matriarch because we like, you know, the, the grandmother and the matriarch is just even more than the grandmother because it's actually paraphonic up to four notes. The other cool stuff that we think is more doable is the Moog Subharmonicon, which allows you to do uh, uh, polyrhythmic and subharmonics. It's, that's what that synth can do. It's um, something like the Trotonium uh, from the 30s and the Rhythmicon combined. It's a real cool and innovative system that allows you to, by feel, what you hear is what you get. So. You can play with um, the idea of doing um, subharmonics and polyrhythms by by feel rather than on a grid. You do it by how it sounds and what you know what you hear is what you get. So we're very interested in that, and um, we think the other cool thing is the update from from Arturia of the Arturia 
um, mm. Keystep Pro, which is um, like mm. a Beatstep Pro on steroids. It has, it's fully polyphonic. It has scene-based, clip-based. Uh, it has a really good keyboard, uh, and it can control analog and digital gear. And it can be the new central. We've been using the Beatstep Pro for many years. It's a really good live tool for an in, uh, artist that wants to be a one-person show. Uh, we think that the Keystep Pro around $300 is even a better option. And it can link to things like the Phantom. It can link to uh, like the Subharmonicon. When you link it to the Subharmonicon, you can get a really cool six-voice analog synth being controlled with a keyboard. Um, so we think that's a really awesome tool. We probably still use our Beatstep Pro because of the pads. Um, uh, when we do drum programming, we like the pads. Um, so we try to integrate it into our operation. Um, so we hope that you like this episode. We kind of rambled on, but we'll talk to you later. And again, check out all of our links. And if you want to be on the show, send us a voice memo with your user name from Instagram or Facebook. Be safe out there, wear a mask and uh, practice social distancing. No,
over your soul What you put up your love Why you fight cold? Yeah, you don't know. Why you never grow? Never go home. That cherry apple. And you're not that old. You're not that old. That you don't know, you're not that old. Why chariot of gold? Gonna swing down low. If they're coming for your soul, and you're not so old, and your mind's all blown, and you're never going home, and the overdose. It's a whole go, and you're not alone, and you're not too close, and you're crawling alone, your skin and bone, and a chain of gold, gonna take you home. Up your nose in a chariot of gold. Thought you have known. 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 Thought you have chariot of gold in a pair of your nose. Thought you have known.
Your ride home. 